Hey there, welcome back. <coughs> and uh, we're on YouTube and listening to Wes Lawrence O'Donnell. <coughs> Ham! But here we go The Ancient Secrets of Samaria and Kemet by Billy Carson. Streamed two days ago. This weird new tool is quickly becoming the most popular Christmas gift of 2023. It shaves out. Hosted by Billy Carson. Powerful Since we're talking about Egypt and ancient civilizations tonight, 
Bora Bora is the dipole of Egypt. As a matter of fact, if you draw a line through Bora Bora straight through the earth, you pop out at where? You pop out at Egypt. And according to the ancients, who actually owns or who was that particular island island area attributed to ownership of? Tahuti. Tahuti from Africa, a.k.a. Thoth, the Atlantean priest king. So it was a beautiful place, perfect place, uh, perfect timing, and uh, got married on December the 4th, and that was at the Four Seasons at 4.44 p.m., and we did our forbidden nuptials. <laughs> Listen, it's all about alignments, and what's crazy is it wasn't even planned to be like that. The original wedding date was on December the 9th, and then it had to get moved up some because of another engagement that we had to take care of in Egypt. So we, at the last minute, we moved the date. And some people, unfortunately, because of that, couldn't even make it. So that wasn't planned. And then uh, the four seasons, that was planned. But the start time was supposed to be 3 p.m. But we had some rain in the morning, which delayed some of the setup and allowed the actual ceremony to begin at 4.44 p.m. Just incredible universal clockwork. What can you say? <laughs> Everything works out in divine time. So we're here tonight. We're going to have a great talk, talking about the ancient secrets of Samaria and Kemet. And what are these ancient secrets I want to talk about tonight? I want to talk about the ancient secret of longevity of life, extended life uh, lifespans that aren't really talked about in the mainstream. We've heard about, you know, they got technology. We know they got, they had great building techniques and they had advanced this and advanced that. Hardly anybody's talking about the lifespans. Okay, so we're going to talk about the lifespans tonight, the lifespans of these people from the ancient past, pretty much our ancient ancestors. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go a little bit into the Sumerian Kings list. All right. Uh, and then from the Sumerian Kings list, I'll go the pre-Diluvian Kings and probably into some of the post-Diluvial Kings. And I'll start telling you their recorded lifespans. I'm going to show you the actual document that it's recorded on and tell you where it's located. Okay. And then I'm going to go into the uh, Egyptians Kings list. And we'll talk a little bit about the Egyptians and the pre-dynastic era and then into the dynastic era and how they connected to the Sumerians. Okay. And let me go ahead and just remove one spammer from the live chat because somebody's trying to spam. Oops, wrong button there. Let me find the spammer here and get rid of the spammer real quick, guys. You know, you just you got these spammers just nonstop. <laughs> they don't give up, man. First and foremost, I'm glad. Well, I'm saying that in the beginning of every video, I'm going to say this from here on out. And at the end, we do not reply to any YouTube comments with a WhatsApp number, okay? We do not reply to any YouTube comments with a WhatsApp number. If you comment on my YouTube post, whether it's on a community post as an image, or whether it's a poll, or whether it's a YouTube video, uh, or any other kind of post that I make literally almost anywhere on any platform, we will not reply and tell you to contact us on a WhatsApp number. I will not reply to any comment and tell you to send me a DM. I don't even check DMs. It's over 80,000 unread DMs. 
<laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to reply and say, "Send me a D." DM. It's not going to happen. Okay. Too many people are falling for these scammers without even checking the account. It's clear that this account is almost at a million subscribers, and then they're replying to people that have only maybe ten or fifteen subscribers, some none, and and mo and all of them no videos. Okay, so don't fall for that trap. Don't fall for the tricks. One lady sent in a quarter of a million dollars, her entire divorce settlement check. She what? sent it to some scammer that said that they put a WhatsApp number and said, contact me. Okay, it's just it's ridiculous. Stupid. I mean, come on. We got to do better. <laughs> okay, we got to do better. Don't, don't hit up people that's putting replies to your comments. Obviously, we post everything in this format. I'm going to make a video. I'm going to talk to you, right? I'm going to put links to stuff that's on official websites like my website or our funding website. It's not going to be a crazy looking WhatsApp number made with different images to look like it's stitched together so that YouTube can't catch the spam or whatever it is that they're doing. All right. Anyway, that being said, just want to let you know, do not reply. Do not reply because I'm not going to reply to your comments with any kind of, uh, I guess, direction for you to call me so I can talk to you. It's just not going to happen, okay? <laughs> and if you think that's happening, you're delusional. All right, anyway, I got it out of the way. So let's get back into the talk tonight. Just had to get that spam out of there as well. Again, thank you for all the congratulations in the live chat. I appreciate it. Okay, so <clears throat> now what is the Sumerian Kings list? It's an incredible list of kings that ruled on planet Earth long, 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 long ago. We're talking about very long ago. So when I see inside of actual university textbooks, and when I study classes online, like at Harvard, you find out that they want to tell you civilizations going back about six to 8,000 years. There's a big problem with that date, that time period. First of all, the reason why you're talking about between five to 6,000 is because that's about the average time that most of the Sumerian tablets are known to be, or used to be, had known to be, you know, had known to be, have been existing or had been written that, that date going back that far. And so that time period or that time frame got put into dogma, into religious systems, and then they now say the planet's only that old. It's a farce and it's a joke because we know we found things on this planet, hundreds of thousands, tens of hundreds of thousands, and even millions of the years old. And so you can't just wish this stuff away out of existence just because your dogma tells you, no, this is the time frame. Well, where did the religions get the time frame? They got the time frame from the dating of most of the tablets. Now we know even tablets that go back further than that. So now what do they have to say? Well, they're not going to change their dogma, obviously. Okay. But the Sumerian kings, this is incredible because it records the names of these kings. It records the how long each king ruled. And it records the city that they ruled from. Okay. It records the city that they actually ruled from. Think about that. So we're talking about a high level of information. We're talking about a real account. And then when we go back 
we meaning archaeologists, to the names of these places in Mesopotamia, which is now modern-day Middle East, Iraq, Iran, Tehran, and all these places, guess what we discover? We discover remnants of those ancient cities. They actually existed. We've, we can see the remnant structures in the ground buried by sand, some sticking up above the sand, some underneath the sand, discovered through ground-penetrating radar and, and LIDAR and everything else. So we know that these structures in these cities did exist, and the evidence, the physical evidence of them is still here today. I'm talking about everything through Assyria, Akkadian, uh, Babylonian, you know, Persian, all of that, Turkey. And then we're going to, don't worry, we're talking about Africa too, but I want to talk about the Sumerian kings list because this is the most accurate list of kings and procession that exists with these extensive lifespans. The Egyptian kings list actually only picked up around the third dynasty because a lot of the information had kind of been lost. We kind of got the names here and there. We kind of got the dates through estimates of star alignments and some other accounts. But the Sumerian kings list, right down the line, okay? Right down the line. And what's incredible about this is you discover that they even let some women rule at some point. So some women even had kingship over the planet. This list is not ruling over a specific region of the earth, but over planet earth itself. Pretty interesting. All right. So let's go through it. Let me show you a picture. Now, where can you find this Sumerian Kings list, this mythical, these mythical tablets? Well, there's only one. And that actually is located. The original is Did you know you could be entitled to a five or six figure payout if you were at a traffic collision within the past? It's located at the Ashmolean Museum in Oxford, England. So I took a trip there myself. And this is the photo that I took there of the original Sumerian Kings list. This is taken directly from Elizabeth's cell phone camera on an iPhone 14. And these images are copywritten. But this is the, these are the images. This is one tablet taken from multiple sides because you can get very close and you can go around 180 degrees around the tablet where it's located currently at the Ashmolean Museum in Oxford, England. It's written in cuneiform, which is where you take a stylus, a wooden stylus, and you wedge, with a wedge at the end, you wedge imprint into wet clay. This is an extensive list and a lot of information. Nobody sits around on a Saturday afternoon in ancient times and goes, you know what? I think I'll get my wedge out and get some wet clay and a stone and I'll just start making up names of kings and locations and times and dates and high and ruling uh, periods. I think I'll just make it up. I think I'll just fabricate this just for, no, just for the fun of it. <laughs> Didn't happen. Didn't happen. These people literally recorded what they knew. In ancient times, every moment was precious. Every moment was about survival. Every moment was about learning, growing, especially during a golden age. Nobody just got out wet clay and a stylus 
and just start imprinting cuneiform into wet clay to make up sci-fi stories. It, it just didn't happen. See? So we discredit our ancestors quite a bit by saying, oh, no, that can't be real. What we're doing is we're saying they're dumb. We're saying that they were stupid. We're saying that they that they were idiots. Not the case. In more in most cases, they were way smarter than us. If anything, we're just, we're trying to catch up to what they already knew, and we're not even close. So the more I hear people doubting these ancient texts and tablets and what these ancestors were capable of doing with <sighs> construction techniques and advanced tools and and everything else that they were able to accomplish, including talking about traveling in the skies and even into space in ancient tablets. And we and we and we scoff and we say, oh, that's that's baloney. And meanwhile, we're driving cars with combustion engines in the 21st century. We're driving cars with batteries that are made from forced child labor in Africa. And we're talking about, nah, that can't be real. They didn't do that. We can barely get from point A to point B. I had to fly from Miami, Florida to Cambodia. It took me 38 hours. It took me 38 hours to fly from Miami to Cambodia. <sighs> Why is that happening in the 21st century? For goodness sake, is this the best we can do? Is this the best we can muster up? Is this the best technology we have? No. So when we look back at what these ancient cultures were capable of doing and we laugh and we scoff and we say, oh man, they just, you know, it's a myth. But meanwhile, the evidence is right laid right before our feet. And we choose to ignore it, put our head in the sand. We're slapping them in the face. And it's disgusting. So let's get into it. I'm going to pull down the Sumerian Kings list. All right. Let me just pull up. I'm going to read it. It won't be on your screen, but I'm just going to read it for you guys. I'm going to go through it here. I'm going to go through kind of slow. Some of these names are pretty pretty uh, intricate. <laughs> it's uh, the best way I can put it. Some of these names are pretty hard to pronounce. All right. But I'm going to pull it up real quick, and I'm going to go over it. And uh, we're going to read it. And we're going to talk about these lifespans. All right. <clears throat> the Sumerian Kings list translation. So what I'm going to start reading from here now is a translation of the actual tablet itself. All right. And let me uh, pull this out. And separate it from the uh, the other screen real quick, and then we're going to go into this. All right, now let me pull this up and overlay it here. All right, let me move this over to the right. Like I said, I'm going to go through it kind of slow. Somebody said my audio is lagging a little bit. I don't know. Who knows about these? Uh, we keep calling this stuff modern technology. It doesn't seem modern because every time I, you know, every few weeks I get on, it's some kind of technological problem. 
Let me know in the chat about the the lagging. Is it lagging or are we good? Somebody said it's lagging. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to mute it and I'm going to come back in. Hold on a second, guys. Let me see if I can do it this way because I want to be on point with this. I like it. Yeah, it's mine. The price is blown well, my mind. mind. So okay, so I tried to refresh the uh, the soundboard. Tell me how it sounds now. Am I lagging or am I good now? Because now I've just refreshed the soundboard. Am I on target? Is it what? Is it? Uh, am I okay? I'm good now. Okay, perfect. So I refresh. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate that. Y'all so good, man. I appreciate. It. <laughs> So I'm going to pay attention over here because if you see me lagging again, let me know and I'll stop and I'll refresh the soundboard again. All right. It's this technology. It's just, I tried to buy the best technology, but like I said, we keep talking bad about our ancestors and doubting what they were capable of doing. And they were able to communicate through stones. And I'm trying to communicate with you through high fidelity technological equipment. And I'm still having problems. See, ridiculous. All right. Let me, um, Get this straight. All right. And I'm looking up because I'm looking at a screen that's way above the camera. And for all you guys who are making donations, I appreciate you. I mean, after I get done, I'll go back and try to give you a quick highlight and uh, an appreciation for making a donation. All right. The Sumerian King's List translation. In the following translation... Uh, we're going to be going over the Sumerian Kings list located in the Ashmole Museum in Oxford, England. And it begins here. After the kingship descended from heaven, they're talking about <laughs> kingship used to be in heaven. Now, in these ancient references where you see heaven, they're not talking about heaven where the pearly white gates are. They're talking about heaven as meaning above the earth. And everywhere you see the word heaven, they're talking about these kingdoms that exist outside of Earth's atmosphere. They're not talking about the pearly white gates that everybody's fantasizing about. After kingship had descended from heaven, meaning that kingship was being ruled from space, not from the planet itself. And we know that the Sumerian god Anu, A-N-U, who was the head god at one point, he didn't like coming down to the planet's surface. He preferred to rule from the sky. After the kingship descended from heaven, kingship was in Eridug. In Eridug, Alulim became king. He ruled for 28,800 years. <laughs> Let me say that again. <laughs> in Eridug, Alulim, that's the guy's name, Alulim, became king. He ruled for 28,800 years. Think about that. They record these years in shards. A shard is 3,600 years. 
his total amount of years combined, according to these people, was 28,800. One man. That's just the time he ruled. How about how long did he actually live? They had access to monoatomic gold, colloidal silver, the, the elixir of life that they always talk about in these tablets. They knew how to transfer their mind from one body to the next. They knew how to create clones of their own body in something called the halls of Amenti in rejuvenation chambers and transfer from body to body, living amongst men, but unlike men, giving the impression to the people that they were eternal, that they were immortal. Then what happens? Alajar ruled for 36,000 years. Alajar ruled for 36,000 years. Two kings. They ruled for 64,800 years in one city called Eridug. So first, Alulim ruled for 28,800, almost 30K. And then here comes Alajar. He said, look, man, I'll take over for you. I got you back. I'll rule for another 36,000. Okay? The two kings, they ruled for 64,800 years. Then Eridug fell, and the kingship was taken to Batabiera. In Batabiera, Enmen Luana ruled for 43,200 years. One person. 43,200. They didn't have the telomeres capped. Their telomeres aren't capped. We know that there was a genetic mutation to mankind around 200,000 years ago where telomere number, uh, well, chromosome number two was taken out, fused together, and two telomere caps were put on this, this chromosome, one on each side. And the telomere was capped, meaning once it runs out of genetic buffer material, you begin the death process. Well, we know for a fact that prior to that, there's recordings of Humans, homo sapiens like us, which I'm going to talk about tonight, living for way more than 60, 70, 80 years. But with the cap, the maximum lifespan is 120 years. And what did they find out at Harvard University? The maximum lifespan of a human being under the most pristine conditions and health is about 120 years. Even Star Trek copied that same thing because they've got the right conditions there in that particular century so the maximum lifespan of a human being in the star trek series is 120 years because they they know about this stuff they put it into hollywood to make you to make you think it's uh incredible but it's just facts that's incredible so now we know that he ruled for 43,200 years and men galana ruled for 28,800 years the Muzid, the shepherd, ruled for 36,000 years. There's an incredible arthritis story going viral about a guy named Toby who's like pushing 70. It's crazy. Not only did he get rid of years, in one city they ruled this long. Three kings, they ruled for 108,000 years. Then back to Biera fell, which means the end of that, it was the end of that reign. Somebody else had to take over in some other place. And the kingship was taken to Zimbir. In Zimbir, Enmen Durana became king. He ruled for 21,000 years. One king, he ruled for 21,000 years. Then Zimbir fell, and the kingship was taken to 
Surapog. And Surapog, Ubar Tutu, became king, and he ruled for 18,600 years. One king, he ruled for 18,600 years. In five cities, eight kings ruled for 241,200 years. Then the flood swept over the land. So this is all what happened before the great flood. How come that didn't make it into your Bible? <laughs> How come that didn't make it in? Because these people weren't homo sapiens sapiens. That's why they didn't make it in. They didn't want you to know that people came here that looked like us, but that really weren't, weren't quite us. That not only, not only did they come here, but they developed a breakaway civilization on earth and they ruled here. They ruled here. How come that's not in Bible study? Didn't make it into the Quran or anything. I don't know what's going on here. What happened? I thought this is this is important information. We got a physical tablet. A lot of the stuff that's in those books, you'd have no evidence of anything. Just a whole bunch of people talking off the dome. <laughs> but here you have a physical, actual piece of evidence. And then we can track back and we know where these cities were real. And they're trying to say the earth is five to six thousand years old. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on, we got to do better. Now, the flood swept over the land. So what happened was, after the flood swept over the land, they said, hmm, we got to change this up now. Now, first of all, when this flood came, this was a situation that was even talked about in the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, where there was a global flood. As a matter of fact, in the Emerald Tablets of Thoth, which I talk about in my book, Compendium of the Emerald Tablets, you can get it on Amazon or ForbiddenKnowledge.com. It's a bestseller, by the way. It's the number one bestseller out of three million books in ancient civilizations for four years. Um, Thoth, in the opening scene, is talking to his father about the flood is finally beginning to subside and that the rush of fountains have slowed down and that ancient temples are coming up out of the mud. And his dad tells him to get a crew together and go to the land of Kem and rebuild civilization. He said, rebuild, okay? Somebody wanted to know if we can drop the link so they can read along with it. I'm gonna drop the link in the live chat. Thank you, uh, LaRon James. I dropped a link to you from where I'm reading from so you can have a copy of it as well. I just dropped it in the live chat, okay? Appreciate you. Thank you, Ashley, Nicole Long. And thank you to anybody else who made a donation. I just haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to try to give you guys a little representation towards the end of this talk, okay? So we know that this flood is real, and we have an, a flood account in every single civilization on every continent, from every ancient culture on the planet. I believe there were potentially more than just one flood. Some were regional, some were global. We're talking about a massive flood. And in the Sumerian tablets, according to the tablets, this the, the reason for the flood could have been stopped. But Enlil was so disgusted with human beings, if you read the Epic of Gilgamesh and the Epic of Atrahasis, he was so disgusted he wanted to wipe out the creation and begin anew, start over. 
not that he had created human beings from scratch, but they, they, they had genetically modified us to do the work for them. I talked about this in a previous video on this account. But look at my previous podcast about the Epic of Adra Hasis. And so he was like, let's wipe them out and start fresh. And his relatives, Inki and, and Hersag and everyone else, they were pissed. They were like wailing to please don't do this. And But he was the king at the time, so he had the right to allow this to happen. And he did. And so what Enki did was he contacted some of his people on Earth and said, look, uh, there's a situation about to go down, and I need you guys to be prepared for this. So I'm going to give you these floor plans, and I need you to, I need you to build this structure. I can't do it for you because I'm going to look, it's going to look really suspect if I do it. But I'm going to give you these instructions and allow you to go ahead and if you do, if you listen to me, you'll escape this calamity. So he went to Zia Zudra, a.k.a. Noah in the Bible, but he's really, his name is Zia Zudra. And he gave him the plans on how to just, uh, how to build an ark. And this ark wasn't the shape that's described that in, uh, of in the Bible. It wasn't the shape of the one described in the Bible. It is actually the shape of a disc. And the, this tablet has been discovered. It was discovered about four and a half years ago, and it's now public knowledge. Just look for uh, the Ark of Zia stone tablet discovered. Google it. You'll find it. And Order your free $100 telescope now. We are giving away these amazing telescopes to any outdoor enthusiast who wants. And it was car cut up into sections like a pie on the inside. And he was, his instructions were to get gather up his local flock and any local animals and flora that was in the area and take on the ark with him, of course, with some, uh, some meals and so forth and some water and everything else, right? Not to get two of every kind from, from around the planet. Two cockroaches and two fleas and two <laughs> lizards and two... <laughs> False information, fake news, didn't happen. And we have the physical tablet. We have the physical evidence of the tablet, which gave the instructions on what to build. It was a disc. Almost looking like a UFO shape. Not a big giant boat that they've been teaching y'all for generations and generations. Fake news. It's fake news. They taught you a bunch of lies. But what was found at Mount Ararat? It's a disc, and we have the evidence. We have the physical evidence. How come that's not? How come the Bible hasn't been rewritten now? <laughs> yeah, come on, been rewritten. Anyway, so after the flood had swept over, and the kingship had descended from heaven, the kingship was in kick, in kick. Shakur became king. He ruled for 1,200 years. This is interesting. Colusiana Bell ruled for 960 years. Then it says, Nanjik Likima ruled for 670 years. And Tarana ruled for 420 years and three months, and three and a half days. Now, this is interesting. If you're going to fabricate a story like this, why do you give the name of a person, the location that they ruled, and say that not only the years, but then say three months, and then three and a half days? 
why give such an exact time period when you have to now etch all of this into stone? Mm -hmm. Do you see the, there's no logic behind that. The reason why this was done or why this was recorded is because it happened. And Tara'ana ruled oh. for 420 years, oh. three months and three and a half days. And that was a woman. So there's a record here of a woman ruling for 420 years in these tablets. Baboom ruled for 300 years. Then we have Zuka, uh, Zuka Keep ruled for 900. And you got all these, you know, broken pieces of this tablet. So some of that you can't read. And then you have Atab who ruled for 600 years. Makta, the son of Atab, ruled for 840 years. Aruim, the son of Makata, ruled for 720 years. Itana, Itana the shepherd, who ascended to heaven and consolidated all the foreign countries, became king, and he ruled for 1,500 years. Listen to this again. This is very important. Itana, the shepherd who ascended to heaven, he went up from the ground into the sky, not to the pearly gates heaven, into space. And what did he do? He consolidated all, not some, not a few, he consolidated all all of the foreign countries he made one giant kingdom and became king and ruled for 1500 years how come this is not being taught everywhere when we have the physical evidence that you can put your hand on you can touch it you can taste it you can smell it you can see it we know that it's real. We know that these cities are real. Why isn't this being taught anywhere? I don't understand. What, what, what's, the, what's the problem? What's the problem? Because it breaks down dogma. It breaks down falsehoods. It breaks down fake news. That's why. It destroys it. This one tablet will destroy any religion. This one tablet destroys any religion. I mean, I can go on and on and on. This thing is crazy. Look at this. Belia. Balia, I'm sorry, Bali, sorry, Bali, the son of Itana, ruled for 400 years. These people understood the longevity of life. And Menuna ruled for 660 years. 
Melemkik, the son of Enmenuna, ruled for 900 years. 1560 are the years of the dynasty of Enmenuna. Tizar, the son of Zamug, ruled for 305 years. Iku ruled for 900 years. Itasadum ruled for 1200. I'm New York Times bestselling author Tamara Lowe inviting you to Kingdom Builders Live. 100 years. In Meg Barajesi, who made the land of Elam submit, became king and he ruled for 900 years. Aga. The son of Enmen Baresi ruled for 625 years. 1525 are the years of the dynasty of Enmeg Barasi. 23 kings, they ruled for 24,510 years, three months, and three and a half days. Then Kik was defeated and the kingship was taken to Iana. Do you see? The detail in this. Do you see how intricate this is? How much effort had been put into this information? We got a Bible thumper in here. <laughs> Chuck says, Guy, this is not true. He has no standard of truth. Jesus is the truth. The Bible has more evidence than what he's saying. Chuck, you need to do a lot of research, Chuck. You know why? Because the Bible is copied from all the ancient tablets that I've studied. And anyone who is an expert in ancient tablets or has studied even the origins of the biblical text will tell you that the Bible was copied from ancient text and then remixed. I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to break down your belief system. I'm sorry to rip it away from your core as you stand or sit wherever you are in this planet. But you've been fooled. Was Jesus a real person? Yes, but his name wasn't Jesus because Jesus means hell Zeus. That's Isus. Jay didn't even exist till more recently. So you're talking about hailing Zeus. You're talking about one of the ancient Greek gods, which goes back to an ancient Sumerian god named Anu. Number one, his name is Yeshua. So if you're going to believe in this person, at least call them by their right name. And by the way, Chuck, if I asked you a question, I bet you couldn't even answer it on this live. You love him so much. What was his brother's name? Where did he travel from the age of 12 to 32? Where was he when he wasn't in the biblical text? Where was he? Where did he go? People claim to love this man so much. I think he was a great person, personally. I think his teachings were incredible. I think his, uh, what he learned when he, when he learned the Egyptian mysteries was also incredible and what he... What he tried to teach people was that we are gods walking in the flesh and the power of the creators inside of us, by the way. But people claim to love, quote unquote, Jesus so much, but they know nothing about him. <laughs> they can't give you any details. They know nothing. They haven't done any research on the ancient text. They haven't translated the English version of the biblical text back into Aramaic. They haven't read Hebrew. And those of you who watched my book study workshop saw 
mean with Hebrew, Aramaic, cuneiform. And of course, I've gone through all of these tablets. And in the compendium of the Emma tablets, I give you the biblical verses versus the ancient text verses. And you see that the Bible just copied information from the old uh, the old tablets and text scriptures, papyruses, and cylinder scrolls from around the world, and then remixed it, put their own little touch on it so they can improve slavery and dogma and killing and, and everything else. All right? But that's many, 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 many podcasts I've done on that. So I'm sorry, Chuck, to rip away your belief system. It's hurting you at your core that what you've been following has been based on ancient texts and tablets from around the world with a man, I do mean a man's touch put on it, to manipulate and control the masses. You should watch my podcast, Could the God of the Bible Be Satan? It's one of my biggest podcasts on this platform. Could the God of the Bible be Satan? I think so. Because I do believe in God, but not the God that's in that book. That guy in that book is evil. And matter of fact, he says he's evil because he says... I create the good and I create the evil. Do what I say it the Lord. It's in Isaiah. Anyway, let's get back to what we're talking about. <laughs> Come on, nobody can challenge me on this because I know more than Christians. Anyway, let's do this. So this text is really incredible because it's so ancient. And this version of the Sumerian tablets of this uh, king's list, the Sumerian king's list in this tablet is copied from even an older tablet. And that previous one was copied from even an older tablet. And that one was copied from even an older tablet. So we're looking at a copy of text that goes back, who knows how many, hundreds of thousands of years. You're looking at some of the oldest account in the world of people who came from another place, not from Earth, and created a breakaway civilization, and then began to rule over this planet. It comes down to a point where they begin to give kingship over to humans. Okay? It comes to a point post-alluvial, after the flood, where they say, okay, there's a lot of people on this planet now. And now we're going to begin to uh, have a liaison between us and the human race. So we're going to have a, a, a person that's a go-between. And that go-between is a person that's going to be half human and half Anunnaki. In this case, these Anunnaki beings created an, Atlant they created an Atlantean civilization. So it'll be a demigod, half human, half Anunnaki. And so the original pharaohs were kings. They were the liaisons between these gods who wanted to see their will imposed on the land and the masses. And then that's when it gets picked up into, from the end, if you go through this whole king's list, right? By the time you get to the end, you see, wow, the, the lifespans are really dropping, or the, the kingship years are really dropping. And by the time it gets to the end, they begin to live, live shorter lifespans. 
So now I'm going to go and pull up. Some information on the Dogon tribe. Let me pull this down here. And put this over. All right. Up like a billionaire. So now, this is me. I'm standing inside of the temple of Seti in a hallway that leads towards the temple of Osiris or the Osirian. And in this incredible, super ancient hallway, on one side is the original Egyptian king's list that's used to make all texts based off of Egyptian king's list pretty much in the world. Okay. And so that's on my, with me facing that way, that would be on my left hand. So uh, if you're looking at the screen, it would be to your right. If you're facing away from the screen, it would be to the left. So looking straight at me though, would be on your right side on the left side are uh, giant representations of the Netiru, the ancient gods that came to earth during the time of Zeptepi and turned mud into a kingdom. That's what they said there, not me. So for all the trolls and the people that's hating and why he keep talking about they got aliens in Africa. I didn't say that. They did. They said the Netiru came from outside of this earth and they came down to the ground, and after the flood, they turned mud into a kingdom. The Emerald Tablets says the same thing. When they saw the temples, when Thoth saw the temples rising up out of the mud, they decided to go to the land of Kem and rebuild civilization. Same thing. Same story. Different tablets, different time periods. Same story. I got to tend to go with circumstantial evidence. Okay. And so that's me right there. I've been there. And if you want to come to Egypt with me and see these kind of amazing things, then you need to click on the link in the caption of this video or this audio podcast for my 12 day super VIP private Egyptian tour, my forbidden tour of Egypt, where I take you to see things that you never thought you'd see before. I take you to see things that no regular commercial guide is going to take you to see. You're going to experience things in a totally different way. You're going to get knowledge that's forbidden, not the mainstream fake news. When I took that class on the, uh, the, the online class for the, to get the certificate in ancient civilizations from Harvard, I had to make up answers. Not, I had to not make them up, but I had to give them the answer that they claim is the right answer, which in my opinion is the wrong answer, just to get the certificate. Think about that. I had to give the answers that I knew were wrong just to get the certificate. 
you're going to go on the forbidden tour of Egypt. You're going to get real knowledge. And in October, we're doing a 12-day tour, seven days on the Nile, stopping off in different ports along the way and going to see ancient sites along the way. We have two brand-new Mercedes-Benz tour buses and two brand-new ships to sail down the Nile in. And I'll be talking for seven straight days, seven straight lectures during that tour. It's going to be the greatest one we've done yet. Greatest one we've done yet. It's going to be mind-blowing. And so that's one you don't want to miss. The link is in the caption of this video if you want to be part of the Forbidden Tour of Egypt. Um, and also, you, again, you can go to ForbiddenKnowledge.com. If you can't see the link, I'll try to see if I can find it on here real quick and drop it in the live chat for you uh, so that you guys can... Uh, upcoming tours and register. I'm also doing a forbidden tour of Turkey as well. So I'll be taking uh, some people to Turkey on a super VIP forbidden tour. And we just got back from Cambodia on a mind blowing tour of Cambodia. We hiked about 50 miles in the jungles of Cambodia and what a life changing experience that was to go to all those ancient temples, Angkor Wat, Tao Prom, Angkor Tom and all these other places. So it was mind-blowing. So I dropped a link in the live chat there if you want to find out more about going on the Forbidden Tour of Egypt. All right? They said there's a little bit of a... Is there an audio lag, or am I still on point here? How's my audio going? Okay, lag, lag. Okay, can we... Hello, I'm Patrick Stewart. Did you know that right now over 70 million people have had to leave their home? Okay. Hopefully that refresh fixed the lagging issue. I should be good to go now. All right. You ain't messing around with us tonight. All right. So now I showed you the Sumerian Kings list. I showed you the Egyptian Kings list, the physical version of it. And I want to pull it up here. Where is it? Where the heck did I do with that? I need to read this. Um, hold on a second. I just had it up here. I don't know why it disappeared on me. Let me go back to the link. One second, guys. Let me pull up this link. Because <clears throat> I want to go over this, a little bit of the Egyptian kings list as well. Um Okay, there we go. Now, so the Dogon tribe, back to where I was talking about, so the Dogon tribe. The Dogon tribe right now are in Mali, Africa. Now, what's interesting about the Dogon tribe is they literally were the original inhabitants of pre-dynastic Egypt, or a.k.a. the land of Kemet, okay? They were the people that were inhabiting the land of Kemet, and they were the people that had, and still do, have significant knowledge that has baffled scientists for, uh, you know, 44 or five decades now since they've learned about them. And so the Dogon tribe, we can date back to at least uh, so it would be 7,200 to 7,300 years that they were already in Kemet before it was called. Long, 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 long before it was called. Egypt is a fairly new name. It's a Greek name. The land of Kemet. Okay? And so you had Kemet, 
And uh, later on, Kemet got broken up to Egypt and Nubia, which is still really the same damn place. But the Dogons had a significant knowledge of the universe. And scientists were baffled because some of the knowledge that the Dogon tribe had, modern science hadn't even acquired yet. It took them even some time to figure out or find some of the stuff that they were talking about. They knew about a trinary star system located in Sirius. Three stars orbiting each other. They knew that one of the stars, Sirius B, had literally lived his full lifespan and ran out of fuel. Some stars, when they run out of fuel, they'll actually explode, okay, and turn into a supernova. Depends on how much mass the star has. Some stars aren't big enough to go supernova, like our star, the star we have that we orbit. And yes, we orbit a star. We don't orbit the moon like these new, I don't know. Anyway, it's another podcast. Mm-hmm. So orbiting our star, our sun itself is about lived half of its, of its lifespan. Our sun, our sun is, is only got about 5 billion years left to live. Now that sounds like a long, a long, long time because humans only live for about 80 years. 85, 90 if you're lucky on average. That's like a really good life, right? But 5 billion years is the blink of an eye on geological time scales. Literally, blink of an eye. In 5 billion years, our sun is not going to go supernova. It's going to expand into a red giant. As the nuclear fusion begins to deplete and the heavy elements begin to deplete, it's going to expand into a it's going to begin to lose its gravitational force, locking it down, and it's going to begin to expand. And as it expands into a red giant, it's going to increase its size, maybe even two-thirds of what it is now, and it's going to swallow the inner solar system, completely swallow it and disintegrate the planets. Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Ceres, C-E-R-E-S, Ceres, that's the fourth planet from the sun that nobody talks about, is all going to be incinerated. This is why creating a breakaway civilization and leaving your star to go somewhere else and create a breakaway civilization is the norm for any advanced race of people. It's normal. It's not something special. People coming here from another star, oh man, why would they do that? How could they? It's normal. We're the ones that's behind. At any point, at any given day, at any given moment, this planet can be destroyed, either whole or in part. In whole, be a geological disaster. By what? By things that we can't control, like comets and asteroids. That we have a pockets coming back in, in about uh, around 2036. We got all these other major uh, potential calamities between comets and asteroids that are going to scrape by the planet. Then you have. 30,000 nuclear bombs pointed at ourselves while we're still on the planet. (laughs) They're not here to protect us from outside threats. They're here to kill ourselves while we're sitting on top of the planet itself with no escape pods. So it only makes sense to get off world 
to get off world and create a breakaway civilization, which is exactly what happened here. And we have the evidence in writing carved and etched into stone all over this.